I'm feeling a bit under the weather But that wouldn't stop me from recording another episode of Car Sessions, New York City It's been a It's been a somber time for you boy Like I said, I'm under the weather Mets got bumped out of the playoffs I feel like before the playoffs even really started I know that the wild card game is considered the playoffs My voice is cracking because I'm sick I know the wild card game is considered the playoffs But when it's a one game playoff And you gotta go up against Madison Bumgarner You never really had a chance Let's be frank As I said on Monday The fact that we made it this far is a blessing But at the end of the day Once you're there You wanna win And we ain't have a shot but that's not why I'm here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna whine. I'm not gonna lament. I'm not gonna cry about the Mets losing, because you know it was still a successful season, injuries and all. There's more pressing matters that Jav wants to cover. We've been seeing the Odell Beckham news cycle. It's like the media. They love this. They love it. Pinpoint a player You can build a narrative around And then drag it into the ground From from Tuesday The talk, the talk, the talk Stephen A. Smith Michael Wilbon, Skip Bayless Shannon Sharp Local New York media Adam Rubin The Daily News the New York Post, the New York Times, local Minnesota newspaper, being that they just played the Vikings. They all repeating the same thing. The echo chamber is real. If you don't know what the echo chamber is, look it up. I'm not here to teach you that. But the Odell Beckham echo chamber is real. Everybody's regurgitating and repeating the same things. That's what Odell should be asking Eli. Yo, Eli, why are they testing me? But then Eli is in the media. But you're supposed to be keeping things behind closed doors. Oh, yeah, he's a distraction. The head coach, yeah, he's a distraction. The owner, yeah, he's a distraction. Alienating the player, that's all your squad. You don't have to answer the questions that the media come, come with. You tell Odell Beckham, hey, bruh, you got to chill in the locker room, in the owner's box, in the owner's office, in the GM's office. That's when you do these things. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here on car sessions, New York City, to, 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 to let Odell Beckham off the hook. I'm not even here to admonish Odell Beckham. I'm here to do what I always do on this podcast. Let's bring perspective to the table. Because it's real easy when you have a slew of channels, a slew of articles, slew of tweets and Facebook posts, all regurgitating and repeating the same things verbatim. Odell Beckham is a distraction, he's a dirty player, he's this and he's that. But nobody's taking into account that none of, none, none of y'all, none of y'all, not any one of y'all can pinpoint a scenario that has taken place 
where Odell Beckham was the instigator of any situation he was in. Where he was the instigator of any altercation he was in. You can't find one. It doesn't exist. Odell Beckham, if anything, is guilty of extreme overreactions. And he always gets caught. It's just like basketball. The dude who gets technical is the dude who reacted to the initial push. None of y'all can point it out. Whether it's a St. Louis game a couple years ago, Jacksonville game, Tennessee game, the Norman game. This past Monday. And we're going to stay at this past Monday because this is where they decided to swarm like piranha. Started with John Gruden. Oh, just play football, man. Just play. Odell Beckham, all he does is play football. Stupid. Odell Beckham wasn't the one who who initiated the contact when he was clearly out of bounds. I mean, Spider was a whole yard out of bounds. He was almost on the, uh, the green side of the out of bounds paint when the cornerback came in and hit him. Goes to the referee and yells at the ref. Because this is what constantly happens They mess with him Then he wilds out He needs to work on his short fuse Absolutely does It's not a good look That you pop off for everything I'm not going to let you off the hook for that You're a professional football player You need to do a better job Of controlling your emotions Absolutely right And you know what As a human being Maybe it's tough for him Because you know what It's been happening for a while now A lot of y'all are just getting hit to the game With the Norman game But they've been trying Odell since his rookie year I'm a Giants fan I follow these games I've seen every altercation Odell's been a part of And he's never instigated anything How you get an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty When you got hit late And you bark at the referee but because he has a quote-unquote reputation, when in reality all he did was bug the hell out on Josh Norman when he should not have with the spear to the head, which I'll never forgive him for on that front. He'll never get a pass for that. He was wrong for that. But how do you turn a blind eye to all the other antics? Media, referee, sports fans. You guys, a lot of you guys are, are listening to this show. You are men, right? And we're going to keep it so raw on, on cars such as New York City. I'm not filtering myself tonight. Not doing that. Let me come out my mouth and call you gay. Or you get called gay on a regular basis. Repeatedly by your peers. Repeatedly in the office. Gay, 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 gay. It's only but so many times You're going to get called gay Or somebody's going to pickle you Because they think you're soft Before you have to do what you have to do The referees were supposed to nip that in the butt His rookie year But they let it ride Until the pot overboiled Until the pot overflowed Everybody's at fault here Odell, the NFL, the referees, the media, the sports All of you guys are are all to blame here Because you chose to be one-sided Then I had a a Facebook conversation today With a dude talking about He's a transcendent athlete And he's just go play football And it's like that, that argument right there Irritates the crap out of me 
You don't work for ESP. Just go play football. Who are you, Trent Dilfer? Let me call you gay. Let me disrespect you on a regular basis. Then tell you to just go do your job. Are you going to just go do your job? Let me know. People always want to take people. They always in other people's pockets. Always concerned with other people's situation because he's making a, a few more bucks playing football at the NFL level. He should be able to put up with whatever. He should be less of a man because he's making millions of dollars to play football. But the same the same sports fan who says that will be the first one to call him safe if he soft if he kept getting picked on and did nothing about it. And this is why certain sports fans irritate me because they, they, they come with this caveman mentality of play sports. But then on the flip side, if he just plays sports and he complains about getting picked on and doesn't lash out on, a, on, on his peers, he's soft. Which one is it, guy? Which one is it? My man's out of bounds. The dude is, pick, is, is, is putting his arm around him. Try, he's trying to rile Odell up. You think Odell, that was the calmest he's been in, in, in scenarios where he's messing around with DBs in a while. He got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, not because he wanted to go fight the Vikings player, but because the referee didn't do his job and called a late hit. But nobody's talking about that. I'm under the weather. Y'all got me barking right now because I'm frustrated with the with the extreme stupidity of this whole Odell Beckham echo chamber. It's stupid. Is Odell wrong? Hell yeah. That whole woe is me after the game. Oh, everything I do. If I do this, I do this. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Odell, shut the hell up. You And the problem with Odell, it's like I gotta, I'm here to bring perspective, but the problem with Odell Beckham is... He does not do himself any favor. It's like if you go and you snuff the dude and you take the 15-yard the, the penalty after he disrespects you, cool. But like going back to the Norman spot, if he would have just scrapped it out how he was scrapping with Norman, he'd have been Gucci. Everything would have been fine. But then you go a step further with the spear to the head. That's that's crazy. The second Norman game, everybody talking about, oh, he's throwing tantrums on the sidelines. He's throwing tantrums on the sidelines. Didn't they hit him in the face? He wasn't throwing tantrums on the sidelines because of anything that had to do, anything that had to do with Josh Norman. He was frustrated because his moron coach wasn't game planning properly and wasn't featuring him in the offense. And then when he finally started getting the ball, Eli decides to go throw it to the tight end and makes one of the worst throws of the year in the NFL. And kills the drive I would be pissed too I might want to hit a net too If you're not featuring me in the offense And then after I get you downfield You go you go somewhere else When I'm wide the F open Because he was wide open on that play When Eli throws to a guy who was covered But nobody's talking about that They just want to They want to focus on him being mad They're working so hard To make Odell Beckham a villain And Odell Beckham's Immature 23 year old self it's not smart enough to see that that he feeds right into it. So it's like you got a player who's overreacting to nearly two and a half years of scrutiny from his peers, right? And he really didn't overreact until week 15 last season. And because the media is set up the way it's set up, 
That was food for them. That was life for the yes. We got them. We got one, guys. Odell's our new villain. Yes. And Odell, instead of understanding that now you're in a spot where you can't do anything about it, instead of adjusting your approach, you fall deeper because you're immature. Your immaturity, and your in your it's like Odell will make like it's like he'll do everything right. He will do everything the way you were supposed to do it, and then make one wrong move. If Odell would have not said a word. After that Vikings game Not one word Not one We would have been more debating Why they didn't call a late hit Why did they not Call a late hit Why was he called For an unsportsman like Or it would have at least been a debate Here go Odell again Bugging But at the same time He might have had a point Because it should have been a late hit call but he 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 handcuffed himself by going, woe is me in the media. My nose is running. Hold on. You choose to go, woe is me, as opposed to shutting up. Nobody was calling Odell Beckham a diva or immature like that until the Norman game. You get what I'm saying? It was whispers of it. But it was more because I go back to this Because guys around the league Saw a fair-skinned dude Doing some things that they deemed questionable And were calling him gay And trying him And doing extra things on the field Because they think he's soft and sweet Yes, I'm going there Because I feel like it needs to be said Nope, nobody's saying it So I'ma say it All of this is because they think Odell Beckham is gay They think he's soft, they think he's sweet ESPN because they're owned by Disney can't say that. I feel like eventually it might come out on Fox because Fox don't care. But I'm gonna say it first. This is what it is. And it's only but so many times you can try it, man. But it's like at Odell, at some point you have to realize that everybody's gonna call you gay, bruh. How much times you gonna snuff somebody for calling you gay, huh? Even if you are gay, so what? So what? You can't snuff everybody, bro. You can't wild out for, on everybody. So what? You gonna wait till you snuff every cornerback in the league, every safety in the league before you chill out? At some point, you gotta realize that this is just talk. It's just rhetoric. This guy is blowing his horn and there's nowhere to go. I don't understand what New Yorkers do that. At least blow your horn, you have room to move. There's nowhere to go. The, the bus is taking up three lanes right now. But at some point, you got to realize, Odell, that this is rhetoric. Everybody's going to say it. But you can ball, brother. Let your game speak. I just ask like I always ask. Sports fans, use your brain. You only like sports fans have this this disease that they suffer from where they only see one side of the argument. They don't see anything in its totality. They see whatever the general argument is and don't move off for that point. Just play football. Just play football. Oh, he, he's a diva. Just play football. There's, not, there, there's no other angle to look at. Just play football. That irritated the. the oh, when I read that, it got me so furious because it's like it just lacks perspective. 
even deeper. Now let's talk some football, huh? Yeah, let's talk some football. Ben McAdoo, through four games as an NFL head coach, is a strong C minus right now. What's being completely underreported with the Odell Beckham echo chamber is the fact that he hasn't been properly featured in this office after working hard to establish himself as a premier receiver in this league. They're running their office as if he's just another guy. So now the initial argument here is, oh, well, he's getting double covered. He's getting double covered. So they have to go to their secondary receivers. Okay, tell it to an amateur who doesn't know better. There's a lot of elite wide receivers out here getting double covered. They're still getting the ball because the coaches are probably game planning ways to feature their best player. How how you hire an offensive head coach, right? And the offense takes a step back. How, Sway? I think I just stopped in the crosswalk and I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but how is that even possible? You hire an offensive head coach and the offense takes a leap backwards. I don't even understand that. We're not talking about that, but we're talking about Odell Beckham. And he hasn't even been that bad this season. He hasn't had a real altercation with a player yet on the field. He, he faked out Josh Norman. Josh Norman carried this man for five yards. No penalty called. He's out of bounds. Gets hit late. No penalty called. But he's the defense. He's the distraction. All right. Cool. Flake, I saw flagrant double coverage by the Vikings to the point that you see the safety, like like the shading he was doing. It was you can't even call it shading no more. They were double, basically double covering this man at the line of scrimmage. I'm exaggerating, but that's basically what it was. Flagrant double coverage. But what they were doing was they were going to the other side of the field, where you would have Sterling Shepard. And V Cruz on the other side And they three wide set I, I saw a lot of times that Odell Beckham Was the only receiver on his side Not even a tight end On his side of the field So basically He's already out of the play So what you've done for four weeks Is use Odell Beckham as a decoy What you fail to realize sir Mr. McAdoo And say your other receivers While they're good They're not that good for you to lead on them You don't even have a tight end you got Eli Manning so scared he's going to get sacked eight times like Cam Newton did the week before that he's throwing the ball into the ground repeatedly. They're not taking any deep shots. They're not moving Odell Beckham around. They're not even, they're not even throwing him in a the slot. They, 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 did. they used to use Odell Beckham in a slot 25% of the time his first two years in the league. He's hardly in a slot now because they've gotten so lazy with their approach because, oh, we got Sterling Shepard there, so we don't need to put Odell in the slot. That's not how this works. Creativity. It's key. Julian Edelman doesn't stay in the slot all game. They move Julian Edelman all over the formations. Use Odell Beckham and his athleticism and his, and his explosiveness the same way. Move him around. If they're flagrantly double covering him, put him in the slot more often. If he's in the slot and he's in the middle of the field, they want to do that double covering thing. You might have one on one on the outside somewhere. We want to talk about the fact that. About 55% of Odell Beckham's frustrations as of right now is the fact that the offense is absolute garbage. Nobody wants to talk about that at all. We ain't spending no time talking about that, but we want to call this man a knucklehead and a diva and a, and a B-I-T-C-H and a gay person and all this and that. 
when we not focusing on the real issues, the football issues. And then the nerve of the coach to call them a distraction when you're part of the problem, McAdoo. A lot of people are letting McAdoo off the hook when, when his approach to offense is lacking and he's an offensive coach. So once again, I got to come here and do my due diligence and put y'all on to the real issues. The Giants offense stinks as of right now. And it stinks because their approach, the play calling, the formations, the everything about the offense stinks. Our red zone offense stinks. Our vertical offense stinks. Our running game average. Our intermediate passing game sometimes stinks depending on which Eli has shown up through the first four games. Let's talk about that. Odell Beckham says he's not having fun. He sounds like a little, little <laughs> complaining. But he's not having fun because he's not getting the ball. There's so many double-sided issues here. There's so many double-edged issues here. It's not just about Odell. Odell Beckham is not the reason the Giants are 2-2. Two two. This distraction they speak of is not the reason they 2-2. Two two. They 2-2 two two because Eli made it through two completely asinine interceptions against Washington. They couldn't hold on to the... Shane Vereen couldn't hold on to the ball against Washington. They lost... Monday night because they were overwhelmed by the Minnesota defense and they played, they came into their game scared of the defense and didn't try to put any pressure on the defense. Odell Beckham has nothing to do with the fact that the Giants are 2-2. Two two. What distraction? The only distraction here is the fact that they have to answer questions about Odell. But the on-field product is what it is because the Giants are average and the coach kind of sucks right now. I spent 20 minutes talking about the New York Giants. I'm sorry, y'all. But you see, they got my blood boiling. Oh, like my blood is boiling right now. In other news, Tom Brady is coming home, y'all. They freed the boy from Sing Sing. He been home with his wife watching the NFL Red Zone package. They And they finally freed him. His four-game suspension is up. And as I've been saying for a few weeks on my podcast, the league is in trouble. This boy got so much beef right now. And he, and he has issues with Roger Goodell. He wants, he wants, needs to be successful. He needs to win the Super Bowl. And just so Roger Goodell will have the pleasure of placing the Lombardi Trophy in his hand, the Super Bowl MVP trophy in his hands. Yes, yes. All of us, yes, I'm including myself, should be afraid of the Patriots. Three and one with average quarterback play. Julia Edelman is now a factor again. Gronkowski is now a factor again. They might not lose another game the rest of the season, or maybe just one game. We should all be afraid, especially Jet fans. Y'all should be really afraid. Dolphins fans, be really afraid. Bills fans, y'all got that shut out? Be really afraid when they come to Buffalo later this season. Be afraid. AFC, be very afraid. Tom Brady is home. I'm yelling, man. Sheesh. <laughs> Had to catch my breath, y'all. I had to really catch my breath there. 
I'm excited to see what you know what takes place with Tom Brady though. I want I want to see how he plays it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes back and he totally sucks. Maybe, maybe these four weeks off weren't the best thing for him. But for me, I'm thinking four weeks off. Huh? Old dude like Brady, his body's gonna feel great. His body's gonna feel real great. You know what I mean? Oh man, I had to take a break right there, bro. Let's take let's take let's let's, let's go over to the NBA. Let's talk a little basketball. I might I might get angry again, actually. I'm seeing a whole lot of whining about the Golden State Warriors. A lot of whining about the Warriors. Oh, Kevin Garnett. Oh, 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 shut up. Damian Lillard, shut up. Stephen A. Smith, shut up. Sports fans, oh, Kevin Durant is soft. LeBron didn't go to the Celtics. Shut up. LeBron went with the two two other top ten players and went to Miami. You stacked the bleeping deck. They went to the finals four straight. What the hell are y'all talking about? He went to Cleveland with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Shut up. Oh, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It doesn't matter. A super at the end of the day, a super team is a super team, no? Is a super team not a super team? And with his qualifications and, and, and tiers of super... No! He's, LeBron James has made sure he flanked himself with elite teammates for the past seven seasons. Shut the hell up. Whether Kevin... And even further. Even further. Oh, but LeBron didn't go to Boston. Oh, oh. Carmelo didn't go to Chicago. You don't go to the rival Golden State. And OKC were not rivals. They had one playoff series that went seven games. And all of us knew KD was leaving anyway. It's not free agency if you want to pick for the dude where he's going to go. It's called free agency. So shut up. I'm sick of y'all. Oh, he's, a, he, he's soft. He took the easy route. They still have to play the games. Go to say what 73 and got beat in the finals. Shut up. Ooh, living today. Uh. Yeah, I can like there's not a team that you're not even checking for right now that's going to rise up. The NBA season still needs to be played. Yeah, I can't talk out of both sides anymore. Oh, it's just the preseason. It's just the preseason. But then when they beat when they beat the Clippers by damn near 50 now, oh, it's not fair. Shut up. Y'all, I'm sick of y'all, man. <laughs> And real quick before I go, Jalen Ramsey, bro, that's top five greatest interview of all time. I don't care what they say about him being sweet or being gay and whatever the rest of y'all in the world are saying. Top five interview of all time. Yes. Yes. Top five interview of all time. If you can't get with Jalen Ramsey's interview, you're homophobic. You got personal issues. I don't care how sweet it was. I found that to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that man right there was like, he came to me after the game. 
Who got it? Who head? <laughs> Yo, listen, listen. Man, Jalen Ramsey's interview was the well, 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 top five all time, and I'm gonna be frank about it. Look, in general, this is some real life talk I'm hitting y'all with. Don't ever be afraid to be yourself, bro. Nobody can be you but you. So if Jalen Ramsey's sweet or he's soft or whatever, so be it. You know what Jalen Ramsey is, though? An elite football player. A lot of y'all can't say that. So it don't even matter what it is. Don't even matter. Nobody can be you better than you. And with that said, Car Sessions, New York City, bids you do. Once again, look out for the Sports Report this Monday live at 7. And do remember, TJ's new podcast, which is still untitled, is coming real soon. The channel is growing. Look out for the iTunes release real soon. NBA season preview real soon. I'm, I'm turning up, bruh. I'm leveling up. Y'all can't stop the movement. Shout out to all the Car Session supporters. See y'all Monday at 7. Peace.